Welcome back to the Mirador Podcast. I'm your host, Anaya Keenan. For our first episode of 2021, we are diving into an issue that I only recently became aware of, and one that is particularly topical during the holiday season, fast fashion. During this episode, I will break down the concept of fast fashion, detail its impacts, as well as investigate ways that we as students can be mindful about our consumer choices. Well, to start with the definition, fast fashion is a word to describe a pattern in our fashion industry in which companies produce large amounts of fashionable pieces designed to wear out quickly, directing consumers back to the stores to buy even more clothes. This process has led to the birth of the micro-season and ever-changing trends, a system in which apparel giants like Gap, H&M, Zara, and Forever 21 produce hundreds of thousands of designs annually in bulk. Although this approach is relatively new, in the last 30 years it has made a real impact on the way that Americans spend their money. For example, in the 1990s, the average American bought 28 items of apparel per year. That number has now skyrocketed to 59 items per year. So now that we know what fast fashion is, how does it impact people and the environment? Long story short, not great. The immense pressure to both speed up production time and reduce overall costs pushes companies to cut corners on environmental and worker safety. It is not uncommon for companies to use cheap, toxic textile dyes. The use of these dyes poses dangers to workers and serves to make the fashion industry the second highest producer of water pollution behind the oil industry. The breakneck speed of production has also increased our overall textile waste. As fashions change with every season or every month, more and more clothes are thrown away. As it stands today, the average American is estimated to throw away nearly 82 pounds of clothing per year, most of which could be reused. Along with exposure to harmful chemicals, fast fashion fosters a toxic and often abusive working environment for factory employees. In an investigation by the Global Labor Justice Forum in 2018, experts found evidence of active gender-based violence in Asian factories supplying H&M and Gap. The investigation confirmed part of an accepted truth. Most of our clothes are made in places where workers' rights are limited or non-existent. As early as 2014, the European Parliament qualified the harsh conditions facing textile workers as equivalent to slave labor. Now that we have established that fast fashion is a problem, the question remains, what can we do about it? How do we make responsible consumer choices when both companies and our culture are telling us not to? For a more experienced take, I talked to Miramani fashion icon, senior Ryan Gottschalk. No feeling. All right. So my first question was, how would you describe your personal style? Do you have a certain like aesthetic that you try to keep? Do you have, does it have a name? That's a really good question. I wouldn't say necessarily that I have one fixed aesthetic necessarily. I think generally I try to wear outfits that combine, that showcase one of my sort of like fashion interests or mm-hmm. one of the ways that I feel I like to express myself uniquely through fashion, whether that be through wearing clothes that are, you know, of a particularly interesting silhouette in that, you know, I'm wearing pants that are particularly wide or puffy shirt, something like that, 
or wearing clothes that are, you know, particularly suited to a certain time period. If I'm choosing to wear something that's more vintage inspired Mm -hmm. or trying to wear an outfit that might be more traditionally feminine or wearing one that might be more traditionally masculine. So I wouldn't say necessarily that I could pin a particular name to my aesthetic, Mm -hmm. but I definitely do know that I like to play around with my outfits and where they draw their influence. That's a really good answer. Um, this next one, do you, did you have like a, is there a point in time that you can point to where you're just like, oh, that's when I first became interested in fashion? Yes, it was literally um, when I began dating my boyfriend because my boyfriend has been interested in fashion a lot longer than I have um, and sort of introduced it to me. Uh, and over the course of our relationship and throughout high school, he's really been sort of my my biggest supporter, biggest fan, and biggest inspiration um, in terms of my style and just really encouraging me to develop and continue following my passion for fashion. So yeah, if there's if there's one person who I could say was the impetus and the reason that I like fashion, it's definitely my boyfriend. This is a podcast, so you can't see, but I'm making an awe face. <laughs> okay, so the topic, the main topic of this episode is fast fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who is interested in the general field, do you have any advice for students about how to make sure they're making sustainable consumer choices while also, you know, trying to look good? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it can be a really difficult thing to do because, you know, we're all teenagers. I get it. Not all of us have jobs. I know <laughs> I, for one, am living on a fixed income. So it can it can be difficult because it's so easy and tempting to just go buy something that looks good and that's cheap and that's readily available, which is all about what fast fashion is. Mm-hmm. But of course, I think it's always important that people keep in mind that even though it doesn't seem like a very impactful move to for you individually to go buy an, an item of clothing that might be associated with fast fashion – after all, I mean, it is only, you know, one shirt, one pair of pants, whatever. But I think it's important that we remember that as consumers, the purchases that we make are the way that we voice our support for certain practices that companies follow. Yeah. So even just that one shirt or one pair of pants that might not seem like a big deal is still us voicing tacitly our support for this practice, which we all obviously know is extremely harmful in a lot of different ways. So I definitely recommend that students try to avoid as much as possible wearing fast fashion items. But obviously that's easier said than done because it can sometimes be hard to find clothing that is cheap and fashionable. So my biggest go-to and what I would recommend that everybody go do um, is go to a thrift store. I found that thrifting is a really great and easy way to find fashionable pieces that are oftentimes really interesting because they could be older Mm -hmm. or from a brand that people might be less likely to naturally seek out, but that they're also reasonably priced and also reasonably high quality. Um, So I would definitely recommend that people look into thrifting. I'd also recommend that people try to focus on filling their wardrobe out with basic essentials because part of the reason that people go out and buy fast fashion clothing is because they want to stay up to date on fashion trends. And that's Mm -hmm. what fast fashion is really good at facilitating because these clothes can be made really quickly and really cheaply 
and it's really cheap for people to buy them, people could always stay up with the current trends. But obviously, if you get into that cycle, what it ends up meaning is that every couple of every you know couple of months when styles change, you're wearing an outdated style. So you have to then change your wardrobe. So even though those that initial purchase of your wardrobe was cheap because they were fast fashion clothes, those clothes have to be replaced more often because they're less high quality and they go out of fashion quicker. So I would recommend that people try to look for pieces regardless of what current tastes are. They should really seek out pieces that they personally like. And what I found is that instead of trying to take the limited pool of money that I have and buying as many different pieces as I can, focusing on buying really high quality essentials that I know that I can wear in multiple outfits and that I know will will stay in my wardrobe for years to come is probably a better use of your money because that jacket that you bought for $20 is going to last you maybe a year, but that jacket that you bought for $100 is going to last you many years. So I recommend that people, A, go looking at thrift stores because that's a really cheap and easy way to find high quality and fashionable clothing. And B, just focus on taking the money that they have and buying pieces that they personally like, not that fit a particular trend at the moment, and that they know will last them a longer time from brands that don't use fast fashion practices. And for those listening that may not be super familiar with thrifting, are there are there places in the Bay Area that you particularly like, would suggest? Obviously, with COVID-19, it's a little bit different, but... Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of my biggest go-to places and one of the easiest places to find to go thrifting um, is Goodwill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goodwill has a huge selection of clothes. They can sometimes be hit or miss because, you know, as with all thrifting, you're sifting through a lot of stuff before you find anything good. Yeah. Um, but I would recommend Goodwill as a really easy place to start. Um, another classic uh, Bay Area uh, thrift store is uh, Buffalo Exchange. Um, there's one in Berkeley, which I always consistently find usually has pieces that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would also recommend that people seek out uh, thrift stores local to their community. So a lot of times thrift stores are set up with a specific purpose of supporting particular hospitals or charities or charitable organizations. Um, so I would definitely encourage people to seek out those thrift stores because oftentimes they're better stocked and instead of your money going to Goodwill or some other company like that, it's going to a charitable organization. Which is, you know, an added positive. Exactly. Okay. I think we're nearing the end of our list. So it's kind of a out there question, but if you could give the Miramani student body a fashion tip, just overall, that you think would make most of the students at Miramani a little bit more fashionable, what would you say? I would recommend that people really focus on diversifying their pants selection. (laughs) What I've found is that, and I'm guilty of this too, is that I always go towards tending to focus on the upper half of my body because Mm -hmm. obviously that's what most people associate with being, you know, fashionable that's where the design of your t-shirt is or that's where you can wear you know multiple jackets Mm -hmm. all that sort of thing but actually having a really strong base to your outfit is what helps solidify your silhouette because what i've seen unfortunately a lot at miramani is that people put 
a ton of effort into making their top half look really good and then wear black leggings or just jeans that don't really fit them. And it just, the, the outfit loses its cohesiveness. So I've really found, and I've really enjoyed recently playing around with different styles of pants and different silhouettes because having a single interesting pair of pants that you really like means that you have a solid base for multiple outfits. So it's a really good way to invest limited money in a piece that's going to make sure that you can make multiple outfits out of it. So I would definitely recommend that students at Miramani look into diversifying their pants selection. And also in terms of what pants people should buy, I have generally found that a wider silhouette tends to be more flattering to more body types. So seeking out pants um, that are less tight and form fitting Mm -hmm. generally tends to make people look better. So I would definitely recommend seeking out straight legged or even wide leg jeans um, and focusing definitely on just diversifying your pants selection. It's a really good use of your money um, and an interesting way to make yourself stand out from everybody else. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. This podcast is produced and directed by me, Anaya Keenan. Special thanks in this episode to Ryan Godstock and the Mirador EIC's Audrey and Alley. All music in this episode is produced by Blue Dot Sessions.